Till we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for beer Well, good morning and welcome to Behind the Beards. This is a podcast where we uh, pull the curtain back, take a look behind the scenes and try to reveal the things that you need to your ministry leaders. I am Josh Fowler, a minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, partner here on the other side of the screen, glass, Ethernet, Aaron Carlo, a youth minister in Topeka, Kansas. Um, Aaron, how you doing this morning, man? We're doing good. Uh, we're doing good. Just a busy, busy week. Um, lots of stuff going on at the Partlow house and um, just kind of getting through this week, to be honest. It just seems like uh, it's going to go really fast, go really crazy. It happens. Um, we've kind of been in a weird little, not really a season, but uh, one of my daughter's classmates ended up Know, contracting COVID and she was at school. So they have a policy hmm. at school where anyone who sits one near them has to then quarantine for 10 days. So my wife and I are on our lunch date on Fridays. Fridays are our kind of date day. And I get a phone call, which I don't usually answer on those on those dates, but I was like, that looks like the phone number from the school. Like why would the school be calling me right now? And so I answered, and it was late from the office. It's like, um, oh, he needs to quarantine. Like, oh, good. Well, I hung up the phone, and I said, uh, Jody just got expelled from school. And Heather looked at me, and she goes, what? <laughs> That's horrible and awesome. I immediately realized the error of my ways and said, I'm just kidding. Um, she was to quarantine. Someone in her class had the virus. So she's been at home. She's been stuck in her bedroom. Um, you know, she... She's grounded. Let's us know when she needs food. You have to bring her food. and It's kind of silly because we know she's not sick, but at the same time, you also know that there's some protocols in place and they're there for a reason. Right. It would be dishonest of me to ask other people around me to follow those protocols, no matter how ridiculous they seem, and do it ourselves. So. Right. Um, we've done that. She stayed in her room. We've played kind of remote games with her to keep her busy. She's doing a remote school work. Um, and uh, for the first, like, I don't know. She's like, this is going to be terrible. I'm like, babe, it's really not that different. When you come home, you go <laughs> to your room and say to yourself anyway. And she goes, yeah, but it's different because that's by my choice. Now I don't have a choice. And now somehow, you know, the first few hours was awesome. And after that, she was like, I'm done. Like, can I just go for a drive somewhere? Can I go get in my car? I won't promise. I'll promise I won't stop anywhere. I'll just roll the windows down and get some fresh air. <sighs> so it's a, uh, you know, it's no. funny, but she's good. She's uh she's fine. She's healthy. She gets to go take her little rapid test tomorrow so she can get back in cool. school. Um, and kind of get back on with our deal. Classes starting back up. Heather's back in school. I started class last night. I have a, uh, Really? What are you doing? I'm going to school. I'm going to school. I'm taking some classes to get a certification in uh, marriage and family therapy. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. That's good. I bet that'll be like really useful for your ministry and for really your community uh, around you to be able to kind of have that. So 
I'm hoping so. I... We kind of do it already. We just want the uh, some kind of the certificate will give us some credibility. Mm -hmm. You know, to to do what you do and actually be able to advertise a little bit. So, I have I have really played with going back to school. Um, um, uh, the church I work at now, Central, has blessed me with the opportunity uh, to be able to do a little bit, but I haven't. I've just never utilized it. The more youth ministry I do, though, the more I kind of wish that I would go and take like a Photoshop class or a uh, like a video editing class of some sort, um, just to kind of one to get the the school email so you can get the discount to yeah, buy the right. products, but then also too like I do so much of it, and it's so much like watching YouTube and and learning. Like it would be nice to like learn from a teacher and um, all that kind of stuff and, and actually get some, get some coaching and teaching in the, oh, yeah, sure. you know, I, it just seems like I do so much of it that I'm not trained for. And I don't know. And it's not like OC didn't prepare me for that. It's like, how do you fit that into like a youth ministry degree? Like, you know, by the end of the day, all the things that a youth minister uses in his tool belt, he would be at school until he was like 35, 40, you know, because you've got like, you've got psychology stuff you're doing with the kids and with the parents, you're doing grief support, you're doing, you know, plus all the biblical knowledge uh, that you need, right. uh, all the reading hours that you have to do currently and everything like that. And then all the video editing. And it seems like every youth minister is hired to be the tech guy, right? <laughs> so all of a sudden you're supposed to be like the professional who knows everything about audio and uh, audio quality and sound and everything like that. So, yeah, I like this. Um, I love this. Stick around and uh, you'll find out behind the beards. Um, just, I guess, just a recap since somebody asked. Uh, we look yeah, at uh, the lives of ministry and ministry leaders, mm -hmm. um, and we look behind the lives of those folks to kind of kind of reveal some of the things that you might need to know about what goes on in the lives of your ministers and ministry leaders. Um, we do our best to kind of shed some light on that just to let folks know that, you know, we're human and uh, to see kind of what goes on in our minds and help us to be a little more relatable to the people we're here to serve. So um, it's good Make to see us more, you, Ashley. Make us more human. More human, that's right. Um, this does kind of fold into kind of what we're talking about today, which is- um, Perfectly. You know, where do I go from here? Um, where do I go from here? And I, I thought about this as we were looking and uh, I'm, I'm in the process of setting up my next year's or so worth of uh, uh, lessons. And it's really hard and really challenging to kind of figure out kind of once you once you close a season, where do I go from here? Um, and uh so that's kind of what we're looking at today is how do we decide kind of what comes next, whether it's an event, a lesson series, a class series. Because um, that's the that's like the biggest challenge for me when I get to the I usually do this around Thanksgiving, but, you know, everything's been a little messed up, as you can imagine. So I'm a little late getting to that. But once I kind of get that set, I feel like I can, like, breathe for a little bit because I, I know what's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what to plan for because it's it's one of the biggest challenges but i think i uh i do things a little bit differently and i sometimes i get criticized 
um, no, criticize is not the right word. That seems like more negative. It's not really negative. It's it's more, um, I do something very different at Central. So like on Sunday mornings, I have I have curriculum and, and we use the we use the curriculum and we kind of go through that and that's the way I like that set up. On Wednesday nights, uh, I actually do like series by series, and the reason I do it that way is because it always seems like I have more visitors visitors on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Wednesday nights, I try to make a little bit more relaxed, um, and also uh, Wednesday nights, I try to make my, more flexible. So uh, right now, I have we're we're walking through the parables of Jesus. It's, it's something I try to teach every six years. Uh, just so that the teens have this understanding and this walkthrough of kind of like what these parables mean and and what they meant when Jesus uh, preached them, but then what they mean to us today. Um, And so uh, it's always really interesting, but I always preference every series with, this is what we're doing until I decide we're doing something else. Um, (laughs) Like, because if something pops up, that's like more important, like, hey, we need to talk about what it means to truly be a Christian and a member of uh, God's nation and putting Christ first in our life over everything. Uh, you know, not to, not to, you know, talk about anything uh, on the show, but you know what I mean? And, and, and sometimes we need to um, insert those into our ministries. And so um, like sermon series and where do we go from here? Always, uh, it always intrigues me because I have uh, these folders that I kind of set up. And I, I think I've talked about this on the show before where like, I'll have uh, like a brain moment and I'll be like, and I'll have to type something out and it'll be like a camp theme, a camp idea. Same thing for like a sermon. Not really. I always say sermon series, but I don't, I'm not a preacher and I don't preach uh, very often, nor do I preach very well. But, um, but, but like uh, a class series, like, Hey, we, we should talk about this or, or we should do this. Um, and so, uh, I have like these folders where I have those, or sometimes I will teach a class and I'll have that class series and I'll have that folder. And sometimes I'll just right click it and delete it. Cause I was like, uh, whenever I reteach this, I need to completely reformat this class. Cause it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or well, I think about like once, uh, once one of those is it, once it's over. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can be an event. You know, it can be, it can be camp. It can be some prayer activity oh, yeah. something that you've organized for the church. Um, or it can be, you know, a class series or, or, or a sermon series. Cause once you start it, you know, that you have, whether it's four weeks, five weeks, 10 weeks. Um, I know some guys that will preach like one whole year long series, which I just don't have the mental stamina to do. But, uh, you know, you get started and there's like this, this time where it's like okay you know what to expect you know what's coming down and then you wrap that up and it's like man now then i'm kind of in this kind of place of limbo um i've just finished something and i'm kind of trying to reflect on where we've been uh but at the same time thinking about you know where it is that we need to go next and it's um it's an interesting little kind of blend of emotions that transpire. I think about, yeah. I really see that at the end of camp. You know, like when all the kids go home and it's it, at that time, it was just you and I sitting there, you know, we've, we've kind of cleaned everything up. We're making one more pass through to make sure right. everything is in place in order for the next folks. And it's like, do I really have time to just sit and enjoy this? 
Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to allow myself the time to really sit in that moment and reflect? Or is my mind immediately going to the next thing that's on my list? Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I always wish that, um, you know, uh, staff always gets their date early at Tallgrass. And sometimes, and maybe I'll get around to doing this one day, but um, like I would almost like to stay one more night, mm-hmm. you know, um, almost, it would be almost fun if you could stay one more night with the staff. Um, you have those bonding moments at the start that it would almost be super great to like do a bonding moment at the end. All the campers left, the cooks are gone, everything. Uh, and you kind of like, just kind of like, uh, not brainstorm, but you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, decompress. Almost decompress, unpack the week, uh, and really talk about like the feels and the ups and the downs and what God show you this week. I mean, that would be that'd be super powerful and impactful, I think, for your staff. And and maybe it would be healthy to kind of help uh, to get staff to return, you know, because they get that right. actual closure. Um, unfortunately, I run into a lot of times, you know, camp ends at you know seven o'clock on Friday, and people are like, uh, "Aaron, I, I got to check out at noon on Friday." You got you guys are cool with cleaning the entire camp without me, right? Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to say to people? Like, I always, I always like, like, what am I supposed to say? Like, sure, yeah, skimp out on cleaning and uh, all the really hard parts of camp after we're all exhausted. That's great. Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's it's definitely a whole <laughs> new series of, of sets of challenges, right? That's right. Rush um, is like, how do I move us away from this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I look at, um, you know, when I set up a, a sermon series, you get at the beginning, you set up all your graphics, um, everything kind of folds in. We still do a church bulletin. It's on the website. Right. And so you kind of set it. You don't forget it, but it's there as that constant reminder that ties everything together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the hard thing as and I see this with, you know, some of the classes that we teach to the Bible classes is it's when you get one uh, or when you finish one. Uh, you know, we finish that up on Sunday. Well, on, you know, whether it's Sunday afternoon or Monday morning, you know, we're beginning to prepare for for the next one that's coming. Um, and I've tried to, to get to a place where I can really just kind of sit and look back and say, okay, did that go the way I thought it would go? Yeah. Did it go the way I wanted it to go? Did I say the things that I wanted to say? And if I didn't, is that because I didn't need to say them or is it because the spirit moved me in a different direction? Um, am I still in line with, with where I think God is, is calling us to be as, as ministers and leaders. And so I think the biggest thing for me especially when we think about what comes next. Um, I'll, I'll have a whole year of sermons planned out, topics sure. and, and scriptures. I'm definitely not writing a whole year's worth of sermons, but... I'm disappointed. I, I'm sorry. I'm, <clears throat> I hate to disappoint you, Aaron. I hate to disappoint you. Most people do. But I do have those topics and that map and that plan set. Um, but I have to constantly remind myself that this is my plan, um, and I've prayed over this and I've really tried to consider where are we going? Where is God calling us to go and what do we need to hear? Uh, but, you know, Ashley mentioned uh, here in ministry folks equals first responders. Um, a lot of times we are in that in that place where 
you know, when, when I set up my preaching plan in 2020, um, I don't know about you, but I did not plan for a pandemic. Oh, well, um, did you see I, that coming? I did. I'm into numerology. And so okay. uh, by studying the numbers, you know, so there's some, there's some fluidity that you have to, you know, evolve in there to allow the, the spirit to work and to, to show you, you know, different paths. Um, remarkably, I really didn't have to change my plan very much. Mm. Now, the focus changed a little bit in those lessons, um, but I didn't completely throw out our, our topics and our lesson plan out the window. Um, it just was massaged a little bit. So you've got to be willing to, to be able to move, to be able to kind of set aside what I have thought is important mm. with kind of what the moment comes. And then, of course, when, when things happen in, in the world at large, um, you know, did anybody call you and say, Hey, are you changing what you, what you're teaching on class this Wednesday after what happened, you know, whether it was in Washington or Washington DC or Wisconsin? You know, or well, let's, let's unpack that a little bit because, um, sometimes I feel pulled very strongly one way. And sometimes I feel pulled the complete opposite. Sometimes I get pulled where it's like, okay, we need to address this and we need to talk about this, especially with teens. Like, Hey, what's an appropriate response to, to the world uh, right now and what's this. But sometimes I also feel like, sometimes I also feel like, man, you're getting so much of this. Do you need really need one more place that's gonna be talking about that? Mm -hmm. And then the inner voice in my head goes, well, yeah, this is the place that they should be talking about it because this is the healthy place, you know? And so right. I go back and forth and I get this pull uh, in my head. And a lot of times, um, a lot of times, like you said, like. It's, it's amazing that what we're talking about that night can be like the focus can be changed or it, it plays into, and a lot of it comes down to like Christian character. I, I find myself teaching a lot about Christian character on Wednesday nights, the way we act, the way we treat other people, the way that we're striving to emulate and be more like Christ, um, which is just, I mean, I mean, the Bible is just soaking wet with all of that information and how that we're supposed to act and how we're supposed to be that way that it's really hard to miss. And so it's really easy to, to kind of take that and, and, and pull it into our lesson and be like, you know, and so I always find that really interesting. Do you ever, do you ever feel that kind of a pull too? Like, do you ever feel like I need to talk about this, but then also like, we don't need to talk about this. Yeah. I mean, there is, it's one of the things that we really, when, um, when we went to online worship services in March, um, you know, a lot of people were recording. You know, they don't want to deal with the internet issues. We don't want to deal with this. We want to do online. We want to record. We want it to work. And, you know, I sat right. down with some of our church leaders and we were talking and it was like, look, I mean, everything's been turned upside down in the lives of our people. Yeah. I want our Sunday morning worship. It's not going to be normal because we're all online, but I want it to seem as normal as possible. Not because we're refusing to acknowledge that the world is really messed up right now, but I want this to be a place where they can come in. I want them to see what they're used to seeing. Um, I want the pattern and the flow to be what they're used to, to seeing and experiencing. Right. Um, and I want it to be live because I want them to know that I'm right here with them in this moment, even though we're separated by computer screens and television screens and cameras and all this. I want to know that in here, in this moment, at this time, 
at this place, I'm right here with you in this moment. Right. Um, and for just a for just a little bit, we can forget that we're watching this on a computer or forget we're watching it online and and we can be in the same moment together live. And it's imperfect. The Internet connection is horrible. Um, it's going to fail. We're going to have to reconnect sometimes. But all that just reminds us that I'm not that great with technology anyway. Um, and how we would expect any less than than for things to have a few little bumps in the road. Um, it just feels normal. And, and I feel that in, in preaching as well. I have you know guys that will say, hey, what are you preaching on this week? It's like, well, I'm preaching the sermon I plan to preach. Now, there's a couple of points that will probably bring some of the things that we're addressing today, you know, in there. Um, but I really don't feel compelled to completely change what I believe God called me to preach to his people. Right. Um, because something happened in the world. Um, and so... But, you know, there are those times where it's like, I just can't ignore this, whether it's really, really close to home or it affects some of our people in a different way or you see their response and their reaction. And so it's it, it, man, it's such a challenge. It is such a challenge. So when you're looking to plan a year, do you look do you try to segment your year into quarterly calendars uh, and be like, hey, this is what we're going to really focus on this quarter uh, or. Do you look at it as, hey, this is what we're going to focus on this year? So, uh, well, let me explain that. Uh, Central uh, Church of Christ here in Topeka, Kansas, we have in our motto, uh, not in our motto, in our, I don't know what you want to call it. But anyway, um, we statement. have our mission statement. We have the, the phrase share, support, and serve. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we kind of rotate those through a, through a three-year cycle. This year we're focusing on sharing. This year we're focusing on serving. Uh then the year after that, we're focusing on supporting. Unpack those. What does that mean this year? What does that mean that we're doing? So when you plan your calendar, do you try to tell a story throughout the entire year and move us through all of these things? Do you just go, I'm going to try to do this this quarter. I'm going to try to do it this quarter. I'm going to try to do this this quarter. Uh, or do you just go, hey, here's a bunch of sermon series that I want to talk about. And if they happen to, their common theme is they come from the Bible. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, so we have uh, like several values that uh, that we've kind of set up: you know, generosity, evangelism, uh, creativity, and man, I I can't believe the fourth one just lost my mind. But I I kind of rotate through those values uh -huh. each year, and I don't preach on those all year long, but throughout the year. You know, if we're talking about um, striving for creativity this year, then all of our, our, our illustrations or examples, uh, the main lessons are going to be pushing people towards creative thinking, um, out of the box kind of thinking. If we're talking about evangelism, if we're focused on that value for this year, then everything is going to be focused to driving people towards um, how do we be more evangelistic with everything that we do? as as evangelists uh but the year itself just follows you know the way the year works we start you know before christmas and really trying to focus that season um on what it means that christ came and he's coming back um and then you know you have a, a period of time leading up to easter where you know we're looking at that that time that's leading up to the cross and then after 
Easter, you have kind of a reflection on what it means to live in the gospel. And of course, you have the summertime, which everything's everybody's messed up in the summertime. Um, and that moves you up into that season of Thanksgiving. And so I kind of follow the rhythms and the, and the patterns of, of the life we're leaving and how the gospel shapes those things. But there are those values that, that kind of are a thread that run through the whole year. Yeah. And it's amazing. I'll tell you, it's amazing how frequently, you know, someone said will come up to me after and say, man, with all the things going on in the world today, did you like, is that what you planned? I was like, yeah, I, I planned. I wrote this down six months ago. Um, and it's amazing how little I have to, I have to change from that. And, and I think it just speaks to the living nature of the word of God, right? You can read the same Psalm. You could have read the same Psalm on April 15th of 2019 in 2020 and 2021 and that song will say something very different to you each of those years because of what has transpired right. in and around that time you know and it just it just speaks to you so it's amazing it's amazing well that's like pretty incredible um i love that and it's amazing how sermon series uh and in that time period i think that there's a really good um uh a really amazing moment that in between transitioning into a new series, um, I think it's really great to have short series. Uh, what I mean by that is that um, I try not to do a series that's lasts more than two months, eight lessons, uh, personally, on a Wednesday night. Um, really, six uh, is kind of where I like to stay. Um, maybe even five or four uh, is great, too. Mainly because there's something amazing about starting something fresh, starting something new, jumping into something. Um, it's also about like, uh, well, let's talk about this. Like, let's talk about philosophy of Wednesday nights. <laughs> let's roll up our sleeves. Let's talk about the philosophy of Wednesday nights. Um, I am a strong believer that the last thing I want my teenagers to do is to think that uh, I'm taking them to Sunday school um mm -hmm. i i feel like our teenagers uh my i feel like our kids i'm gonna say my kids my kids spend so much time going to a classroom sitting behind a desk you have a teacher teaching like it's this philosophy of this is how we teach this is how we do it the last thing i want my kids to do is walk into a wednesday night class and feel like it's school um, because the first thing that they're going to do when they do that is uh is do this you know, and they're gonna they're gonna turn off. They're gonna uncheck. Uh, and so, how do you how do you teach the Bible? How do you break social norms, right, uh, and classical training to teach God's word in an environment that says this is a safe place. This is a place where you can come and be yourself, where you can come and learn where you can speak openly, where we're going to learn and grow together. It's amazing when you say learn and grow together that we don't have a full concept of that. Like, because uh, if you're going to really, I think of uh, these amazing bonsai trees. Okay. It has been my dream to always have a bonsai tree. I'm also terrified to have a bonsai tree because I don't want to kill it. Have you been um, watching Cobra Kai? I will not publicly say <laughs> Yay or nay to that statement. Um, however, 
I've just always, I've always been fascinated with bonsai trees. But what people don't understand is that, like, for good gardening, like, and this was something that my youth minister taught me. I don't think it was intentional. He just, like, really liked to garden. And I don't know why we always made fun of him for it. But, like, there's always, like, amount of pruning and other things that you have to do mm -hmm. that you go, you know, you're literally cutting leaves. You're cutting limbs off of this tree. Uh, in order for it to grow uh, and be something beautiful. Um, and so, you know, I try to explain that to my teenagers, like, this is a safe place for you to grow, but sometimes you're going to be wrong. And sometimes I'm going to have to say, you're wrong. Um, Aaron's son. Thanks, Dad. Um, you know, and so, like, you have to, you know, you have to cultivate that, that space. And so, uh, there's this safe space. There's this interesting thing that has to happen. Uh, and I really try to push for that uh, on Wednesday nights. And so sometimes in between my sermon series or, or my lesson series, okay, this is what I was getting to. Sometimes it's extremely important to, to till the ground, to uh, do something completely different, to change it up. And there's a special like time frame between a series where like you can do that for one or two classes. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I always find that those are some really powerful moments and some really, uh, a lot of times when I talk to other ministers, sometimes they're just kind of wasted moments. Right. Mm -hmm. um, where they just go, well, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll just, we'll just play a game. And we've talked about this on behind the beards a lot. Playing a game is great and is good. Playing a game with purpose uh, is even better, and, and right. being purposeful, and being a minister, and 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 knowing, and hopefully that your minister or your youth minister or whoever is being purposeful about their activities, and that there's a point to it, um, makes it even more powerful. Which means um, those moments in between sermon series for me, those moments in between um, class Thank series. You. Yeah. And having that that purposeful moments is, is extremely powerful um, and not just like fill space. Right. Yeah. So I I love Wednesday nights as a preacher. Um, I don't know if it's legal for me to say this, but my least favorite time of the week is Sunday night. Yeah. Um, now, I will tell you, the people who are here on Sunday night, they love Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. um, I have people always tell me, it's like, dude, you need to switch your Sunday night and Sunday morning sermon series. Your Sunday night sermons are so much better. And I'm like, no, they aren't. No, they're not. <laughs> the difference is, um, you know, Sunday night, we don't have 200 people. We have 50 or 60. And I'm not preaching from the front of the auditorium up on a platform. I'm down on the same level as you are. Mm. And it's more conversational and it's, it's more intimate. And so the setting brings us into a whole different understanding of, of, you know, hearing the word and preaching the word and, and embracing it because we're here and we're all here together mm -hmm. on a Sunday morning. It almost feels like, well, here's this guy and he's um, kind of fussing at me about something, you know, uh, whether that's true or not, that's just a feeling you have because you have someone in a different level under the lights elevated on the stage somewhere, you know, talking to you. Um, and it's because we have a bigger group. Um, 
But for me, as a minister and as a teacher, Wednesday nights is just, I love Wednesday nights because it's in the middle of the week. People are a little tired. They need a little pick me up. Yeah. Um, they're often too tired to really resist the, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to feel stupid. It's like, I don't really care. I'm just going to say what's on my mind. Um, and for a while I started, I tried uh, taking my Sunday morning sermon and then teaching it again in class and kind of rehashing it. And that just became depressing because you realized how little is retained from Sunday to Wednesday, Sunday morning. Um, but, uh, you know, just that, that place of exploration where, like you said, we, we grow and we grow together. And that means there's a little bit of pruning that needs to be involved. Um, even, even for myself, there's a couple of guys in my class that really know how to ask some really difficult questions. Um, that really make me make me think and think hard. Uh, sometimes I'll ask if you're asking me a question. I hope you have the answer to it because if you're asking a question, I doubt I do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Is that, that intelligent of people, you know. I've always had this dream for for Sunday nights. My biggest um, problem. I'm trying to think of tactful ways to say this so I don't get fired. My biggest problem with Sunday night church was that it always seemed like like repeat, you know? Mm -hmm. And I guess like for me, it always brought me, it always brought me to this place. Like we go to church Sunday morning, I'd go home, we'd eat lunch. Um, you know, it'd be that nap time or whatever. And I would like try to watch like TV. And what did I always see on Sunday afternoon? Reruns. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'd go back to Sunday night church and it always felt like a rerun. Like, this is, this is a rerun of this morning uh, cloned copy. We're going to try to do the same thing. And I, I always, I love churches that try to, that really try to mix it up. And they say, Hey, like, what's the spirit of Sunday night church? What's the reason that we did it? Well, we did it because there's people who work Sunday mornings and we want to offer something on Sunday nights so that they can uh, take communion with their fellow brothers and sisters. Awesome. So if the spirit was, you know, really starting a service where we can have communion, it doesn't mean that we need to to do everything exactly like we did Sunday morning. Uh, so I've always, <clears throat> this is, this is Aaron has an idea moment. <laughs> I have always wanted to do, and this is not like anything amazing or genius or, or new. Like, so don't, sorry everyone for getting the hype up there, but um, I've always wanted to do something called like food for thought. Um, I always thought that would be really cool. And I love pot, and it's probably because I love potlucks. Like I love potlucks. Like you don't get to my size by not liking potlucks, right? Like I love them. So, like I always thought, it, I always thought it would be cool. Like if if like you did small groups or or like table discussions. Uh, so like you walk in, you get your table discussion paper, you get your food from, you get your food for your thoughts. So like you you get your table discussion, you drop your food off. You get your food, you go and you sit down at a table and you kind of work through your Bible lesson together. And then at the end, after everyone's done eating, after everyone's done with their table discussions that you had, uh, then you talk about it like as a full and a big class. So say your giant gymnasium auditorium that you have, you know, people walk in, they get their paper, they go get their food, they all sit down at a table and, and they, um, and then you have this is probably where you have servant leaders. Uh, maybe this is a great place to get your deacons uh, in the serving mindset and your shepherds uh, to do some extra shepherding. And you have them all sitting specifically at different tables 
uh, and you choose a place and you sit down and you discuss this as a table mm -hmm. uh, while you're eating your food um, and that kind of stuff. I, I always thought that would be like, what an, what an interesting, what a cool way to do Sunday nights, way to do fellowship and have table discussion and, and get all that good old Bible stuff in, um, you know, while just doing something different. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, that was Josh hates that there. idea. No, it, it wasn't. It was, uh, how do I do that? <laughs> how do I start that next month? Yeah. How do you, how do you get us, uh, you know, as a, as a people, right. To change, to kind of move past what we just, you know, anticipate or expect that's always been, you know, that way. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm finding this is maybe a fodder for a, a whole nother show is the right rate, there. the rate of change mm. has never been as fast as it has been over the last nine months. Mm. Um, True that. And I think what I, what, what I am seeing in a lot of my people is, um, things have changed so rapidly because they didn't have a choice. Um, and right. so now there's a lack of, a lack of trust really, mm -hmm. because they're already so far removed from what was comfortable. But now they're in this place where it's like, I don't even know who to trust anymore. I don't know which right. information is good. I don't know which source is good. And I'm just spinning because I can't even figure out which way is up. Um, and as someone who, really loves change. I'm sitting there going, it's, it's awesome. It's exciting. It's fresh. It's new. And there's always a new challenge to overcome and, and bring it on. And there's people around me going, hold up, dude. Hold up. You got to stop. Wait a minute. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's this, there's also this idea of like, we also have to take like culture is such a big part of it. And our Christian culture also is, is such a big part of our lives that like in the last nine months, we've lost like this anchor. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Like, um, like you, you, what's the biggest complaints that we have right now uh, in, in church? It's not, it's amazing. It's amazing that it's not, man, Josh, your sermons really stink and they need to have more Bible in them. Right. And we'll get those complaints. We haven't gotten those complaints for nine months. The complaint is, man, I just, I really want to be in the room together and I really want to sing. Mm -hmm. I really want to worship together. I, I want to be in the church building. I, I want us to all be together. It's, it's coming back to our roots and coming back to, you know, what makes us feel comfortable in that norm. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I, I love change. I love mixing it up. I Lauren goes crazy because she'll come home and I have rearranged the entire <laughs> living room. And she's like, hold up. Wait a minute. What just happened? Why is everything in a different spot? You know, or I'll do it to our bedroom too. Cause I'll just be like, I just want to mix it up. Like, I just want to, like have a different feel in our room. And, um, but yeah, so we're at a place right now, especially where people just, they're craving that norm. They're craving that what was comfortable, you know, it's like that idea of, um, you know, comfort food, right? Like everyone, everyone, most everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, most everyone has like, man, when my mom used to make this, it was good times. Uh, my dad will say, you know, um, Josh's beard is coming back. It's true. My dad will say like chicken and rice, 
Like, oh, he loves chicken and rice. That's a good comfort food for him. Um, you know, mine is tacos. Like, I, that sounds really silly, but like when my mom would make tacos, it was a good night. Uh, and it was a comfort food and it was really welcoming and, and awesome. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Uh, and that's really what we're craving right now, I think, uh, and especially uh, at our churches. And so, yeah, mixing it up, it's it's been a rough nine months of someone took the straw and really shook up our drink for sure. Um, and I think we're, we're heading into a season. If we can get, if, if once we're past COVID where we're going to see like, Hey, let's, let's, let's get back to just, I think we're going to have like a, Hey, we're going to sing all Sunday. We're going to sing all Sunday and people are going to be like, yes, let's do it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, I don't know how we got here from where we started, but it's, it's been good. And I think it's a, a much needed conversation. So I'm, I'm glad we're there. And yes, Alan, it is, it'll take it a little while, but it'll, it'll get back. I'm finally able to, to grow out my beard again, to do some um, honor and respect to the name of our podcast. That's right. Um, we got to see Josh behind his beard. That's right. That's right. There's uh, enough native American blood in me that uh, it just, it's a slow grow, but. It'll get there. Um, I think um, as far as, you know, we talk about a behind the beards moment. um, There's a lot of times where, uh, you know, we'll be nearing the end of a class period and I'll ask the question. It's like, we got a little bit, uh, we got a little bit of time left here about to wrap this up. If there's anything you would like to study, let me know. Um, Yeah. I want people to know that that is not an empty request. That's right. That is a genuine request. I want to know what's on your mind, what's on your heart. Um, where would you like to see us go next? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true. Uh, whether it's you know a, a sermon series that you think we need to do, or a class you think we need to do, or an event that you think we need to do, or an activity that you think we need to accomplish, or a behind the beards episode. Or behind the beards episode. You can reach us out on on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our email. All links are on our Facebook page. You can reach out to us and say, "Hey, this would be this is something I want to know." Behind the beards at uh, gmail dot com. Um, and uh, I will confess, I have been terrible about keeping up with social media lately, and uh, I'll be better about that. Really, all the way around, it's been the same on our church page. I've just been so like worn out with it that yeah, I'm kind of over it. But. Um, but, you know, pay attention to kind of what's going on. If you have input, give input because we want to we want to hear from our, our people about about what's going on in your life. What are some things that you need help ad- addressing or rectifying? What do you want to talk about? Uh, because it really is the biggest challenge of ministry for me. It's not dealing with people. I can deal with people. It's not dealing with people's issues and problems. Um, the biggest challenge that I have to overcome as a minister is answering that question. Where do I go from here? Yeah. Um, learning to follow where where people want to be led or yeah. learning to lead where people want to be led, where they will follow. Yeah. Uh, while yeah. at the same time, listening to the spirit of God and where he is calling you to lead people and finding a way to bring those two paths together. Absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's it's nothing. They can't prepare you for it in school. Mm-hmm. Um, they can tell you all they want, but until you experience it, Right. For me, it was about a year, a year and a half into ministry. And I realized I'd used up all my resources and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no. 
that was supposed to last me like five or six years. Right. I'm out. Um, what do I do? Um, it's just this constant replenishment of, mm-hmm. of where and what we do. So it's good stuff. That is good stuff. Hey, we want to thank you guys uh, all for being here today. I mean, we really appreciate it. We love you guys and we want to see behind the beards grow, but we also want it to be useful and good to you. And so uh, we want to remind you of something extremely important. Uh, it was amazing. I actually read this verse for our uh, 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 scripture reading on Sunday uh, and it, it made me laugh um, or, or smile on the inside. But we want to remind you of Galatians 6, 9. Uh, do not grow weary in doing good. And this is so important because guys, this world is so messy and our life is messy. So let's allow Christ to use you and to do something different, something good in his name. I'm Aaron and this is Josh. And we'll see you next week on Behind the Beards. Till we're all growing a beard. A man's face should never be bare. We just want some facial hair. We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard.